welcome to the Boom or Bust Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Steve, with his two co-hosts. We'll start with uh, the beast from the east, Drew Marsh. How you doing today, Drew? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be back. I'm hoping we stick to it this time. I'm ready to start mocking and putting out our rankings. Yeah, and we'll head out west. How you doing today, Kyle? Good, buddy. How have you been? Uh, we're here. Uh, I yep. think since the last time we recorded, we found out that uh, I'm having a daughter, our next child, so big, big ups there. I don't think that's been announced yet, so that's exciting. Hey, congratulations, buddy. Congratulations to Steve. Uh, something like that. Um, but to get this episode going, uh, we're going to do another mock. I mean, just seems right, especially with now having the draft being done, and or the NFL draft being done, that is. We know where these rookies are, are um, how that might, may or may not affect their ADP. That's what we were seeing before. So uh, when I figure what, we randomize this three times, go from there and see where we pick after that. Sure. So here we are. First randomization. Second. And third. I think Jeez. we did the same exact hey. place I picked last time we did a mock. So. I think you're right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get this thing done. Are you sure you want to start? Yes. Obviously, doing a 12-team uh, mock. Pretty much the standard. I mean, a lot of people do 10s, but uh, not for me, so we'll see. Jonathan Taylor going 1-1. McCaffrey, 2. Dalvin Cook, 3. Derrick Henry, right before Kyle. So let me pause this, and let's talk about these first four picks. <clears throat> Can we just talk about that Dalvin Cook pick real quick? Oh, my. I mean, Dalvin Cook, when there's Eckler right there or Najee Harris right there. Joe Mixon like, or DeAndre Swift or... <laughs> I mean, I don't, <laughs> like, don't see DeAndre this early in the first. As good as oh, he we was will, last. Oh, I, I agree uh, eventually, but I, I think there's too many what-ifs with his injury past. Um, I agree, too. Let's go to pick one, Jonathan Taylor. I don't think we have any disputes here. He was what RB one last year, if not almost RB one in every league. Yeah, but I, I have a funny stat for you here. Jonathan Taylor's running back one season last year was the lowest running back one season fantasy points wise since twenty fifteen. Just putting that out there. And Drew, do you want to tell us about the other wide or running back one that you like? Yeah, I mean it should be CMC if he's healthy. I think he said the it's, same exact thing last uh, last spot. That's yeah, and, man. I'm sticking to it. And and the problem is, if he's healthy, is the biggest if in the whole thing. I mean, when he's healthy, he's 25 a game easily. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is because he's insane. Uh, yeah, I agree. He goes second overall. He was what the consensus first overall a year ago. Uh, I don't mind it. I mean, again, it's just a matter of staying healthy for him. Dalvin Cook at three. I think there you could see Derrick Henry. You could see Eckler there. Um, Cook, kind of like McCaffrey, just has that injury you know, issue as well. And if you don't get his handcuffed at Madison, you're kind of you know, screwing the pooch. Uh, you know, he's, he's definitely... Except, I mean, I mean, top five, I have no issue going top five, but going third overall, I don't quite think I agree with Kyle. What do you think about Cook? I, I don't agree either. I mean, as you saw me earlier, I just was kind of in disbelief that he went third overall whenever, like we said, Eckler, Najee, even Mix and I'd take ahead of Dalvin Cook at this point. But if you want to go no, just kinda, no running backs, Cooper Cup's a perfect pick right there. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get some kind of regression from Cup, but he's still going to be putting up crazy stats. Even Justin Jefferson in that spot, I would take over Dalvin Cook, I feel. but So, uh, Cook missed one, three games a year ago. Four games. Three or four games. I'm, I lost count. Uh, and then <laughs> one below average game in week uh, three. But he was RB16, mm -hmm. and you're still taking him top three. That just seems... I don't yeah, know. I feel like they're heavy offense this year. For the price you're paying for him at the third overall pick, he only had three games in PPR over 20 points last year. That's 
blasphemous, and I I don't think he sticks up there come August when drafts are happening. He only had. Oh, he's good. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. I was gonna say. Oof, they grip. All right, uh, rock paper scissors. Now, I'm just gonna say real quick. He he only had two games where he had more than three receptions. So if you're looking PPR, uh, I I should say three or more receptions. So if you're looking at a PPR league, that's where McCaffrey, that's where someone like Harris, um, even DeAndre Swift will capitalize and get you a lot of points just off of their, you know, utilization of the pass game alone. Go, Kyle. And I'm just going to kind of piggyback off what Drew said about his, he only had two games where he had over 20 points, which is crazy. And where you can get the same exact values, like a player like David Montgomery last year, he had the same exact amount of games like point wise and his ADP is 38.2 so you can get him three to four rounds into the draft and get someone that just can equally contribute to your team as Dalvin Cook you know what I mean yeah I mean you're you're snagging him or you know when I say him uh, Cook or Dave uh, Javante Williams in the second round this year and getting damn near the same production even with Melvin Gordon being back in Denver so you know I absolutely agree so um Derrick Henry at four, feel like uh, could go higher, could stay the same. I don't see an issue. I mean, top five, I'm fine with just because of the workload. You know he'll get. Uh, what do you guys think about that, Drew? Yeah, I have no problem with that. As long as he stays healthy, that's where he belongs anyways. He doesn't get a lot of the passing for PPR, but if he stays healthy and gets the volume he usually does, it really doesn't matter. He's also proved that he doesn't need to get the ball in the, in the passing game to put up 15 to 20, uh, you know, a, a game. So, you know, he can – he does get some utilization. It's not a ton. Kind of like Dalvin Cook in a way. There's only one game last year before he got hurt where he had more than um, three or more receptions. So kind of the same deal there where he's not going to get a ton but can. And even though uh, Henry missed – the second half of the season, he was pretty much right there with Cook in terms of where he ranked in uh, standard and a little bit behind him in PPR draft or uh, league. So, Kyle, uh, your take on Henry before we get to your pick? No, I just, as long as his foot can hold up, I think you're going to see him be in the top, at least top five mix of running backs this year. But it's just, yeah, if he can come back healthy. Yep, so that puts Kyle McClock at pick 1-5. Bunch of good RBs left. Potentially the no running back take here. What do you? Um, think? I'm probably gonna. This is gonna be some hometown, you know, favoritism here a little bit. But I'm gonna go with Najee Harris at the number five spot. I think the top five looks good outside of Cook. Like I said, I think Eckler needs to be in there. He's definitely a top ten pick this year. Should be top five, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I agree, but. I'm not a big fan of the no running back route, but that's just me. Eckler goes right off the or goes off the board right before Drew's pick, where Cooper Cup and Eckler were the next two. Drew's picking at one eight. And this is this is what I dread drafting in here because right now you're in a wall for running backs. I have to decide whether I would rather have Joe Mixon or Justin Jefferson, and it just. I don't know, off the top of my head, it just makes more sense to go Justin Jefferson because Joe Mixon does have a little bit more of a injury past. And I do feel that running back ADP-wise is a little bit more deep than it has been in the past, so far at least. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it shakes out by August. But I agree. I, I think I'm going to have to go with Justin Jefferson on this. Yeah, and you're at the point in the draft where you don't, you don't have to wait super long for another pick to come back around your way so you might be able to snag someone like a Javante or even your boy David Montgomery or Aaron Jones in the second round so I, I like that pick a lot actually pick nine we see the first tight end off the board in Travis Kelsey I hate taking a tight end in the first round because yeah. then you're you're handcuffing yourself um, mm-hmm. see I'm kind of I'm, Almost in the same situation here. There's some real good receivers around where I'm picking here at pick 10. But I almost feel like Mixon has to be the guy. Because he will get some pass game work. Solid running back. I, agree. I mean, he was top five in both standard and 
PPR last year. See, there's two Cincinnati guys here that you can't go wrong with either way, I feel. See, I'm just I'm scared about the second year regression from Jamar Chase. There's always that sophomore slump kind of thing every year. Is it Chase? Is it somebody else? I refuse to draft Jamar Chase in the first round this year. I know it seems like it it should happen it should happen, but I don't I don't think it's I think there's gonna be some regression. There has to be. What what wide receivers do you think should go in the first round this year? Cooper Cup, Coop, Justin Cooper Jefferson. Cup, Jefferson Jefferson, and then maybe Stephon Diggs. Okay. Debatable, but is do you think Jamar Chase is like a turn kind of guy, like right oh, after absolutely. the turn, or yeah? I, I feel more yeah. comfortable taking him twelve and or go, you know, being team twelve taking you know someone like uh, Joe at twelve and then at two one taking him, but. Uh, with with my first pick, I'm gonna go, Bro Mixon. Uh, yeah. I, I've kind of been a stand for him since he came in the league. I've drafted him, I think, in at least one league every year since he's come in. And the first few years he had some injuries, and now he finally has a team kind of around him that can utilize him to his ability and. And a good uh, line. Yeah, they finally added that O line too, so that's just gonna make him and and Swaggy B. Joe Burrow's even better. So, there we go. Jamar Chase is the third wide receiver off the board at pick 11. And Devontae Adams at 12. So let's just go over this first round real quick. Pick 1, JT. Pick 2, CMC. Dalvin Cook at 3. Henry at 4. Kyle Picknagy at 5. Cooper Cup goes 6. Eckler 7. Drew goes wide receiver. And Justin Jefferson at 8. Kelsey off the board at 9. I take Mixon 10, Jamar Chase 11, Devontae 12. I think Devontae is kind of a stretch, if I'm being honest. As good as he is, he is going to a team with a quarterback that he hasn't worked with before. And that's not saying, like, I'm, I'm a big, big believer in Derek Carr, but that offense has really run through Waller these past few years and a little bit of Jacobs, not as much. But it's it's been a Waller-run team. I'm going to kind of piggyback off what Drew said, too. Like, in that situation, you got to go with Steph Diggs over Devontae Adams, I feel. I feel like it's just, like, a no-brainer. And, like, I, I love Devontae. I love Devontae. I love – I really do like Derek Carr. I think he's a very underrated quarterback in the NFL, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. Let's just be honest. He's yeah. not going to make the throws Aaron Rodgers can make. There's no way. It's more Stop. options than Aaron Rodgers did. He's got Hunter Renfro. He's got Darren Waller. It's – it's not going to be as dominant for Devontae Adams as people think. Correct. So, is he someone you guys would take a flyer on in a second if you're going, you know, wide receiver or running back wide receiver? I mean, you can't double up wide receiver the first two rounds. There's there's no way. But like I'd say in my position, back in the second round, I'd maybe take a flyer on him, but I would not take him anywhere near the turn, if that makes any sense. Like mid to late second round, probably. Yep. I think I agree with you. So let's see what the computer does here. They might go no RB and take a Steph Diggs here. We'll see. Smart thing to do. So I feel. Yep, they're going no yep. RB. They went Devonta and Steph. Uh, team eleven who took Jamar takes Alvin Kamara, which at this point. Yeah, they still. They, I think the court date's still in August, right? Yeah, we don't. We uh, you can't take him at this point. I mean, I get it's mock, and we're going off ADP if he is playing a full season. But you don't know that he's playing a full season. Yeah, I mean, if he plays a full season, that's a steal. That's an but absolute steal. We don't know. If he doesn't end up getting suspended, he's a first round pick this year. Yeah. So Correct. getting him at, you know, pick two two, uh, I think that's a steal based on playing a full season. I agree. And now I'm, now I'm just kind of interested in what and Steve's going to do. So I really like DeAndre in this situation. Double up on running backs and then yep. lurk on that depth at wide receiver this year. Nick Chubb, he's like Derrick Henry, but worse. He doesn't get <laughs> half of the, <laughs> of the receptions that Henry gets. And, it's because he's got Kareem Hunt, homie. Yeah, so... I'd like to put faith in in Chubb. I don't like Hill just because of his quarterback situation right now. Too early for a quarterback, and Allen, don't want a tight end. 
and uh, I don't like either of those receivers. I mean, I like Devo, but not at the turn here, basically. So I think mm -hmm. it, it makes sense to go DeAndre Swift here. Yeah, I agree 100%. Like, wide receiver-wise, you're not really going to get much value as you would with DeAndre Swift, so I and, agree. And we still don't fully know what's going to go on with Devo. Is he going to be a Niner this year? If he is going to be a, a Niner, who's his quarterback going to be? Is it going to be Trey Lance? Is it going to be Jimmy G? There's too many what-ifs for me for Devo right now. Until we get more of a clear answer, I'm kind of selling on him at the moment. I already well, said that he doesn't want to do running back, so sorry. Go ahead, Drew. Yeah, I, I mean, I've just seen a couple reports that the GM for the 49ers said that he basically is not trading Debo. And I've also seen that Kyle Shanahan supposedly said that they plan on trading Jimmy Garoppolo. So that's some insight on what you might see. Right. And I honestly have no issue taking him there as long as we had a little more clarity right now. But, you know, they, they say this all the time. We're not trading this guy. We're not doing this. Not, and then, you know, a week later something comes out and there's a trade out of nowhere. So uh, yeah. I, I think Swift ends up being a safe play, even with his injury past. Uh, he has upside of being RB type, you know, five type player, RB six in that range where Eckler's going to be, I feel like. Uh, so picking between me and Kyle, first quarterback off the board, Josh Allen. I think it's too high to get tight end quarterback. You're screwed <laughs> at running back right now. <laughs> this team's a first year player. And uh, he is absolutely hosed. Oh my gosh, that's a good lineup there, boys. But this puts Kyle on the board. I know he's a big Tyreek Hill stand, but again, he's got two of throwing him the ball. Well, it puts it puts me on the board. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I thought that was Drew, or Kyle. My bad. It puts Drew on the board. <laughs> You're good. I, I the thing I'm thinking about right now in this is people aren't going to expect the pick that I'm going to take. But I will say that I debated on taking CD Lamb with this pick. It makes it doesn't make sense for my team because I already have one wide receiver, and you can't wait too long on running back. But mm -hmm. I I do think CD Lamb is going to do really well this year. But surprisingly, maybe not surprisingly, I'm going to have to take the number one running back and number one receiver for the Green Bay Packers next year. That's Aaron Jones. I think that's solid. Because who do they have at receiver right now? I mean, Alan Lazard, Alan who Lazard. got yeah. got like eight percent target share last year. Randall Corn on the Cobb. I mean, they signed Sammy Watkins, but he'll show up for two weeks and then he'll be a nobody. So I think his ADP is far too low for the utilization he's going to get this year. I think he's a middle second to early third, probably. I think that's far too low for somebody that's going to get a ton of use. I mean, Aaron Jones could be in line for the top end 80 receptions this year as a running back. Yeah. He's the only one that Aaron Rodgers has, like, real trust in. Because you could say Alan Lazard, but he truly never got a huge target share, so there's not much there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and this is a make-or-break kind of year for him. This is his last year on his deal, I think, isn't it? Or he signed, like, a one-year deal with something like that? So, yeah. I don't know. He could oops, he could be uh, showing up this year. So Team 6 is going no RB strat as well, going Cooper Cup and Tyreek, which uh, I'm still nervous about Tyreek in Miami with uh, to his arm. Uh, but that puts Kyle on the board now at pick 2-8. Yeah, so... As soon as Drew started talking about his pick, it really, really scared me because I thought he was going to take the guy I was hoping to get. Can I guess? And that's a, I'm pretty sure I know who it is. Yeah, it's going to be CD Lamb. Oh, no. Oh, wow. I thought you Think were, about it. I thought you were going Javante for sure. I'm not going to lie. No, I was. if CD wasn't there, I was going Javante. But with Amari Cooper gone, CD Lamb's going to have a, I think, projecting to have a big breakout year this year. Like, it's just going to be nuts. Yeah, I, I just had to put my two cents in here. If you think that drafting Javante Williams over Leonard Fournette this year is a good idea, I think you're not thinking straight. That's Leonard Fournette is going to be the back. Ronald Jones is gone. Javante may not get 50-50 with Melvin Gordon like he did last year. He might get a little bit more. 
but it is not going to be as crazy as people think it is it's just not going to plan out that way I understand the hype but we just have to calm down on that Javante Williams is not a round two running back I don't think I, I think he would be if Melvin didn't resign, but he's probably getting what probably a 60-40 workload this year you'd have to think at least and that's still not enough in my opinion to warrant they're, they're gonna they're gonna be pass heavy that well that too but they'll be pass heavy and he's not gonna get you know you, you see someone like a Najee Harris or a Jonathan Taylor they're getting what probably 80% of the team's runs give or take maybe a little less so I, I, I tend to agree even though I, I love Javante um so to round up the, the second round, though, after Kyle's pick, Mark Andrews, Javante Williams, Saquon Barkley, Devo Samuel all off the board. Uh, I still think it's – I mean, I get it. Mark Andrews was tight end one year ago. I still think it's too early to go tight end. Um, you're not – you know, maybe you don't get an elite one. You get someone like uh, – no, I don't know, Pat Fryermuth, someone like uh, – Like Robert Tonyan. Well, maybe. Well, Bobby Funyuns, I don't know. Um, but I, don't know, I, I just I hate taking a tight end this early because you're kind of handcuffing yourself, I think, later in the draft. Uh, and I, I also do believe that for the Mark Andrews pick in the second round might be stretching a little bit because they lost three running backs last year, so it kind of forced their hand to pass more, and it just so happened to go Mark Andrews' way. But I think they get back more to their run-first offense. I don't think it's going to knock him out of the top four tight ends, but he, I don't think he repeats as the tight end one. No, I mean, he's still, I think, the first target in that offense. Rashad Bateman's their number one wide receiver now, but Andrews is still going to get the majority of the targets, I feel so. If yeah, I just feel like the targets is just going to drop no, absolutely. a lot. But. And it doesn't matter who's quarterback. It's more if it's Tyler. It doesn't matter. So he, He's, he's force-fed the ball. It's just like you said, they're going to have a healthy J.K. Dobbins. They'll have Gus Edwards back, and they signed Mike Davis, so they have uh, three RBs that are going to take a lot of that workload off. Uh, Saquon goes there right around the turn. I don't think I mind that pick, because if he's healthy, he can put up CMC numbers. It's just a matter of if he's healthy as well. And he gets that workload too, so. Right, and, and you know they're going to want to utilize him, I feel like. Um, even though they have some really good receivers on this team, he's going to get utilized. Debo's the last pick. I have no qualms with the end of that round, really, outside of uh, Andrews being the biggest issue, in my opinion. So we're going in third now. Before we get up to Kyle's pick here, we got A.J. Brown, Lenny Fournette, Pat Mahomes, Mike Evans. A.J. Brown now on Philly. Does that change your guys' you know, ADP? Because I think probably before he was late third, early fourth projections, give or take. Now he's on Philly. He's lining up outside in his head of Devontae. You know Philly wants to throw the rock. Do we see pick 3-1 as a solid place for him? Good talk. Um, I... <laughs> Go ahead, Drew. Okay, I, I, I think it's fine. He, I, I'm pretty sure he was around the same area last year. And I'm pretty sure the Eagles have a really good early schedule this year. I think their strength of schedule isn't too bad. So I think that a 3-1, getting A.J. Brown in the third round is, I think it's going to be a steal this year. Could, could you see using a second round on him if, say, Debo's off the board before you pick and you're right at 12? Or even 11? And yeah. Uh, Lenny Fournette, no issues with that. Again, like Drew said, probably could be a second-round pick. He only has Gio Bernard right now in the backfield with him. Uh, can, we, can we go back to that A.J. Brown thing real quick? Sure. So I feel that the third round, honestly, I might be on a stretch here, but it's too high for him. So let's think about it here. So the Eagles last year, whenever they started passing the rock at the beginning of the season, they took the ball out of Jalen hurts his hands and ran the ball a lot more they don't trust him as a pass passing qb i mean look at his attempts at the beginning of the season they're from mid to high 30s in the 40s down to where he was barely average in mid 20s at the end of the season i feel 
that the pass targets are going to go down for A.J. Brown, and it's not going to look as good. I think I feel like Devontae Smith might get open more, and he might get more work, but as for A.J. Brown, I think that's a little too high still. Right. I mean, I think he... I think he has a big year. I don't I don't know if it's his 2020 year, per se, you know, going over 1,000 with 11 tutties. But, I mean, if he sits at, you know, 900 receiving yards and six, seven touchdowns, I, I don't mind that pick, I don't think. It's, it might be a bit of a stretch, but I don't mind it. Yeah. Uh, Pat Mahomes... Maybe you're okay at running or, you know, taking quarterback there, but I don't know. I still feel like it's super early. And Mike Evans, he's going to be probably the wide receiver one in Tampa for a while because Godwin's coming back off the ACL. Um, Gronk hasn't signed back. AB's gone. So that puts Kyle on the clock at 3 5. All right, so at 3-5 here, I'm going to go with... And you guys might think I'm crazy for this, but I'm going to go with Keenan Allen. I think I this is just my projection. I think Justin Herbert's going to be a top five, maybe even top three fantasy QB this year. Think about it. They upgraded their line. Defense is way better. I, I think they have a good chance of winning their division as well. They're going to go really far this year, and he's just going to have a crazy year. And Keenan Allen's going to be the main receptor of that. I don't have a problem with that. It's just the fact that for some reason, Keenan Allen has never reached the elite mark. I don't know why. He's always been right on the cusp of it. And you're getting him in the third round anyways. So I, I really, that's fine. I don't have a problem with it. You know, I, I like it a lot, actually. Um, you look back the past, what, since 2017, he's been basically a 1,000-yard guy, and he's missed time in there as well, so you know you're getting a 1,000 yards. Touchdowns, you know, 6, 7, give or take. Depends on the Mike Williams utilization, depends on the Austin Eckler utilization. So, no, I, I I like it a lot. And, you know, interestingly enough, they added Gerald Everett this offseason, so that's an upgrade over... Oh God! Who was there? Donald Parnum, and who else was there? Yep. Tight end last year. I don't even remember. Doesn't even matter. But it's, yeah, it it's already an upgrade. Jared Cook. Jared Cook. That's what it was. Yeah. I mean, the end of last year showed some a little bit of upside, I guess. You know, nine points around there for the last month and a half of the season. He could double that probably in a couple games this year with a different quarterback. Not that Wilson sucked, but uh, Russ was hurt a lot of the year as well. So. I don't mind that pick at all. Uh, this team's really going no running back by taking George Kittle in the third round after taking Hill and Cup. Uh, Kyle Pitts is then the next player off the board, and that puts Drew on the clock. So, with how my team's shaking out, I feel like I would really want to take T. Higgins or Deontay Johnson here, but I've been preaching it, and I know it's going to happen this year. I know it's going to happen for him this year. He's going to be the whole offense. Yep. I'm going to have to take David Montgomery yep. in the third. Is there a little bit of favorite team bias here, Drew? There might be, but you all know that him projected as like the, I don't even know, like the 40, 40th in ADP, yeah. Yeah, 40th running back off the board. 40th, 40th in ADP. 40th running yeah, back. Jeez. No. 40th player is ridiculous. Like, we all know that he's going to get at least 220-plus attempts, plus he's going to get some targets. It's it's crazy that he's going that far. Uh, I agree. So, in between your pick and my pick, Antonio Gibson goes off the board, who I was high on last year. Kind of got let down a little bit by. He wasn't as good as, you know, anticipated, but, you know, solid RB2. Is it is it fair to say to kind of, like, avoid all Washington running backs this year? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just because, you know, you know uh, Wentz is not a check-down quarterback, you know what I mean? Plus, you got McKissick there. You got Jarrett Patterson, mm-hmm. who was going to warrant some snaps now. And they yep. drafted and they... Uh, Alabama running back. What's his? Robinson. Uh, J- yeah, Brian Robinson, they... something like that. They... They've talking him up like he could be the 
first and second down guy when that's supposed to be Antonio Gibson because they have JD McKissick for the third. It's not going to be. It's not going to be good. I also saw a thing too where they want to try and use Curtis Samuel as like a Debo Samuel. So I don't know. It's just not exactly. going to be a good idea. It's, it's, yeah. So I put an interesting position here. I don't want Zeke. I mean, he was a first round pick a year ago, but injury scares me. Tony Pollard, you scares me. Cam Akers, I could take. He's got the Achilles. I don't really want to go quarterback, even though I love Herbert. So, I think Higgins is the play here. I don't want to go tight end. I don't want Waller. Uh, tight end is probably within the next few rounds kind of pick. So, I'm going to go with the guy that I think that Drew brought up, and that's T. Higgins. He's wide receiver two in that offense, but he's a big red zone target. And a year ago, I mean, he finished top 25 at his position at PPR. He went over 1,000 yards. He had six touchdowns. So he's gotten better the two years, he, or, you know, after his rookie season. So uh, I want to, you know, I, I plan to see more growth out of him, especially with the offensive line getting better. What do you guys think about that? No, I like the pick. I mean, T. Higgins is definitely a baller. He could be a wide receiver one on some teams, I feel. But. I mean, just with Jamar Chase there, it's just not a possibility. But with the workload he is going to get, it's, yeah, I'll take it. Third round, let's go. Yeah, If they piggyback off of what they did last year toward the end there, could Jamar Chase and T. Higgins both end up being top 15 wide receivers? It's possible. I, I, I don't necessarily, if it were me, I wouldn't enjoy having T. Higgins as my wide receiver one. But could it work out? Absolutely. Yeah, it could. This draft is kind of falling exactly how I wanted it at this pick. There's two guys on the board I currently want. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at this next pick, I'm going to get one of them. It's either going to be James Conner or Deontay here. Conner's going to get a major workload since he got that payday. And Deontay Johnson's just that pass catching. You know, he's going to get a ton of targets a game. He probably even with the new quarterback in Pittsburgh, he's bound to get a ton of targets. So, um,. After my picks, though, it was Cam Akers, Zeke Elliott. Yeah, okay, I like Akers more than Elliott. <laughs> uh, can, we, can, we, can we talk about the fact that Zeke Elliott was a first-round pick last year, right? Yeah, and he's a- he, he finishes RB6, and he has dropped to the end of the third round. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what? a lot of people why? are scared, why? though. It's just the inconsistency. Yeah, like, I don't know, I guess he didn't even have that many. I don't know. Consistent as consistent gets last year. I think it comes down to I feel like they're scared of what Tony Pollard can do this year. But but here's the thing, Jerry Jones is paying him so much money, they can't afford to sit him. Like he's still gonna get sixty percent of the snap share. You know what I mean? And for a third round, like end of third almost (laughs) four? Like Yeah, that's that's something we gotta be really paying attention to because that's absolutely ridiculous. I mean if If anybody out there Go ahead. I was just going to say, if you're going no RB strat, and he's your first one at round three, I, I mean, I guess you really can't complain. If anybody out there sees him drop below second round in their league, pick him up. Like, it's that's bad. Yeah. Uh, All right, Steve, who are you going with? Darren Waller, the first pick in the third, or fourth round, pardon me. Second pick goes to Terry McLaurin. That leads me exactly where I wanted it. Both my guys on the board here. But Deontay is just that volume guy over anybody else there and I put more vote of confidence in Pickett or Trubisky than I do anybody throwing the ball to uh, Metcalf or anybody kind of around there. I don't really need a running back at this point. Let me ask you this real quick. If Baker got traded to Seattle, how would you, or Jimmy G, would you take Metcalf over Deontay there? If Jimmy G did, yeah. Okay. See, I was kind of like on the board. I'd I feel like Baker likes to gun it a little more than Jimmy does, so I was kind of leaning the other way in that one. So, I don't know, it's just, again though, Deontay's a mad, you know, volume type receiver, whereas DK, he can get that volume, but he's kind of the stretch the field kind of player as well. I feel like the only reason the 49ers are moving on from Jimmy G is because they spent so much draft oh, capital absolutely. on Trey Lance. 
Jimmy G took him to the. Pl I mean, they did fine with Jimmy G last year. Jimmy G. He 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 wasn't the problem. <laughs> I'll I'll no. put it out there. Jimmy G wasn't the problem, like football wise, not fantasy wise. I I the only reason that they feel like the need to move on from him is because of his his injury status right now. That's why they haven't been able to trade him, and because they spent so much capital on Trey Lance. And yes. I, I feel like they shot themselves in the foot because we. Trey Lance went to an FCS or FBS school, FCS, FCS, right? North Dakota State is that where he went? Something like that. So he, did, like that. he didn't play in a in a major conference. You know, not not that saying you know playing in a little conference is, is the end all be all, but he didn't play against top talent there. And the one or two games he did play a year ago, he played poorly. So I agree with everything you guys said. Uh, right before Drew's pick, though, James Connors off the board. Do you go, is this quarterback? You know, Justin Herbert's there. He could be QB1 end of the year type guy. I think he is. This is too early for Drew to pick a QB. But there's also no. someone like DJ Moore who's a major volume guy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But you know who's throwing him the ball? Sam Darnold. Yes, but I, interesting about that, look at the first four games when they were together. DJ Moore only had one game under 20 fantasy points. There is a wide receiver that I'm not going to say that I know has easily top 12 potential that is nowhere near the top of the board right now. So I know who you're talking about, too. And I'm, com I'm completely fine with not taking a wide receiver, two at this second. So I think I'm going to take Justin Herbert here. Good pick. He's going to be a top three QB this year, guaranteed. Yeah, I'm putting that out there right now. Uh, I don't think it's... He finished number two last year. Yeah, that's not really yeah. a stretch by any means, buddy. No, but if you look at everybody's ADP, everybody's analysis oh. on him, they're thinking he's going to be regressed to like maybe top five. That's just what you see. Getting him in the fourth round, though, I like, especially because you did get two solid RBs that could be interchangeable RB1 type players. You got your number one wide receiver in JJ. So Herbert and four. Deep. Yeah, I, I think that's a solid. This is where I feel comfortable taking a quarterback is round four. If you can get someone like an Allen, uh, Herbert, Mahomes, maybe Mahomes? I don't know. I'm so torn on Mahomes just because of the fact that Hill's gone, but Kelsey and Juju, I don't know. Uh, either way, in between Drew and Kyle's picks, uh, DK went off the board and J.K. Dobbins. Are we buying J.K. Dobbins coming back off the injury being a mid-fourth-round pick? Okay it's too that? risky for me. Uh, I guess compared to what else is going, there's probably only a I mean, I'm two or three Josh other people Jacobs I'd pick over him. I'm taking yeah, I'm ta Jacobs Josh Jacobs for sure. Maybe yeah. Travis Etienne, but I'm not completely sold yet. So I'm not taking Etienne, dude. Right, there's I'm, no way. I don't think you can take Brees Hall. There's no way. His ADP no. is there, but they drafted Michael Carter a year ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's a baller. I mean, Jalen Waddle maybe, because you know he's that volume receiver too. If you need a receiver, but I'm definitely taking. You got Tyreek, dog. Yeah, but Tyreek, I don't know. I, I don't know. Anyways, Kyle, yeah, you're on the. Jalen's a Jalen's the volume guy. Tyreek's the yardage guy. Let's pick your poison there, yeah. because yeah. you have two at throwing it. So. Yeah, but he, and he's not a great thrower. We've already established that. That's why, yeah. And they got Mike Kosicki there too. And that but, doesn't mean anything, but I mean. When you got two of throwing the ball, it kind of does. All right, so that puts Kyle on the clock now. All right, it, I think this right now is a no-brainer. I mean, I could go Lamar if I wanted a QB, but I think that's a little too early for Lamar, personally. Uh, so I'm going to go Josh Jacobs. He's in a good spot. Um, they're going to be a really good team this year. Offensive line got a little bit better. And he's just a volume guy, too, so... Now, I like Jacobs. Again, I would have taken him over J.K. Mm -hmm. um, I would have, I, if I were you, I would have loved to see something like James Conner fall, fall to you in the middle of the fourth. I think that'd be a steal. Yeah. Um, Amari, that'd be a steal and a half. Amari, you could make an argument for, but that's if Deshaun Watson's playing, because if he's not playing, who's their quarterback? Baker's not going to play. Kobe Brissett. He does, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about uh, Brissett signing there, but you know Baker doesn't want to play. Uh, in Cleveland anymore, so Jacoby Brisket, <laughs> uh, Jerry Judy, Brees Hall, 
and Jalen Waddle round out the fourth round. Judy, I'm fine with. I mean, he got cleared of all those allegations that he had. Uh, as Watson has not. <laughs> as another one comes forward with Watson, making it 23 yeah. women now. Uh, Did you see that meme about it being <laughs> Mia Khalifa? No. You gotta watch it, it's funny. Um, I, I'm gonna make a point here that, in my opinion, Jerry Judy is a little bit too high in his ADP. I think Cortland Sutton's gonna be the I number one in that offense. Really? And it's kind of crazy that Jerry Judy really? is like... Jerry Judy is like eight receivers ahead of Cortland Sutton in ADP. And that's I think that's too many. No, I absolutely agree. I think Sutton needs to... Those two new trade places, I think Sutton's got a solid... Uh, really? I, I, I would draft Cortland Sutton over uh, Jerry Judy in every draft. Easily. Ooh, I don't know about I, that. I like Judy as well. It's just I... I like Sutton a little more. He's got the height. He's got the red zone presence. Judy kind of fits the between the twenties kind of guy. I feel like at least. Yeah, I don't know. So DJ Moore falls to round five. Uh, so does Allen Robinson, Travis Etienne, Lamar goes off the board right before Kyle. And it's 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 so frustrating because this year Allen Robinson could have been a sleeper because everybody was sleeping on him, but now all of the the huge fantasy podcasts are talking about him as a sleeper. So he's already climbed up the board into round five. So I, no one's getting him at a steal anymore. Yeah, I was thinking Sutton was going to be that guy getting him in the sixth or seventh round possibly too, but he's he's also like like an ADP five round kind of guy or in the fifth round kind of guy. I mean, so mm-hmm. uh, that puts Kyle on the board here. You got you know Chris Godwin on the board. Joey Swag Burrows on the board. Go tight end and get Hawkinson. What are you feeling? Uh, this is tough. I think this is probably the earliest I feel comfortable taking a tight end, and that's if, if Hawkinson falls to me at this point. I the... feel like that offense has gotten better enough that he's going to have a presence. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if you're thinking about drafting Joe Burrow, but don't do it. I'm not. Um, I was thinking about Hawkinson, but I just don't like the fact that Jared Goff is throwing him the ball. I just don't like that at all. I mean, um, I get it. He was he was having a solid year last year up until he started getting hurt. Look at his numbers until he got hurt. I mean, there was one game, two games under eight points. Um, three games under 10 points until he gets hurt. True. I mean, he was putting, the first two weeks he had 20 points. He had 15, 10, 18, 11, 12, 14 right before he got hurt. He was on a really good streak until he got hurt. They also just drafted a first-round wide receiver. DeAndre Swift is supposedly getting more involved in the passing game. They signed T.J. Chargs. I mean, I just can't trust T.J. Hawkinson in the fifth round. I don't know why, but I with the depth at wide receiver that you can still get in the fifth round, I just feel like there's no way that that makes sense. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to go with a guy here. You guys are going to call me absolutely stupid and crazy, but I'm going to go with it, and this isn't talked about enough. I'm going to go with Michael Thomas. Dude, think about it. You got James Winston throwing him the ball. He's clearly the wide receiver one on that team. Not clearly. Clearly. They signed Jarvis and they drafted what Chris Olave or did they did they get Wilson? And he hasn't played he in played two Olave. years. No, they got Chris Olave. He hasn't played in two years. That doesn't I, matter. I understand. I just think that it's you're hard talking to about jump a guy that gun. was literally wide receiver one for what? How Three many years? years ago? It's maybe four. And he had a good quarterback Dude. throwing him the ball then. And, I mean, Jameis Winston is not afraid to throw the rock. Yeah, but And he has a very good completion percentage. I mean, he just throws a lot of interceptions because he threw a lot, but that was in Tampa. I mean, can you say he had a good completion percentage when he didn't play that much last year? I mean, when he did play in Tampa. I don't believe that. You're going to have to look that up. I mean, good completion percentage to the other team, maybe. <laughs> but I, I, I don't mind Thomas, but in the fifth round where... You got guys like Godwin, who's for sure going to be back, and you know he's going to play a major role in the offense. You got Pitt. Godwin. You got Kyler Murray, even. 
Nah, Kyler Murray's gonna quit and go to the MLB. <laughs> uh, so right after Kyle's pick, Chris Godwin goes off the board. Cortland Sutton right before Drew, which I knew that was kind of. I feel like that was kind of Drew's guy there. It uh, it it wasn't. No. Okay. And I and at the moment, I really do believe that the guy that I truly want for wide receiver is gonna come back around for the next round. And I'm thinking it makes sense to go tight end here, but I don't like the value right now. Schultz is definitely a reach here, so. I think my best bet right here for value is going to have to be Elijah Mitchell. They're kind of a run-first offense, no matter how much they throw the ball. I, I don't like that pick at all. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Than Mike Thomas. At least Mitchell played last week. <laughs> yeah, but he he gets every time he gets the ball, he gets hurt. No, <laughs> like what? He also averaged over what fifteen points a game when he did play. Yeah, while he did play. The... <laughs> I just uh, I don't see it, dude. I mean, he, he played eleven games last year. Eleven. He had. Four games under 12 points, and 12 was a low end for when he played. He's my RB3. Nah. It's a perfect flex option. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. You do that. I'm just not high on I the did. Uh, I'm just not high on it. Pittman goes off the board right before my pick. Um... Oh, man, I'm torn because I do want a quarterback. I think Burrow or Murray's kind of a steal here. Yeah, I agree. I just don't know. I just don't know what to do. I'm torn. I mean, Burrow finished, what, top 10 a year ago. Kyler finished right at 10 a year ago. And I was with him <laughs> missing three games. Uh, but he has the issues as well with the contract and this and that. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I'm, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get the. I think I'm gonna go Cincinnati stack. I know Drew said not to not to draft him, but I'll get that stack of Burrow and Higgins. No, I, I like it for real. I was I was only saying that at the value that he was taking him. I still think there's probably a couple QBs that make more sense before Joe Burrow, like. Kyler Murray that just went off the board, but it, that's not a terrible pick there, in my opinion. So yeah, I'm not taking CEH at all this year. Uh, he can keep falling past me. He fell to the end of the fifth round. Jalen Hurts goes off the board. Kyler Murray goes off the board, like Drew said as well. Uh, and TJ Hawkinson. So uh, We're back in the sixth round now. I've got two quarterback or two running backs, two receivers, and a QB. I'm torn between two wide receivers right here. I'd love DeAndre. The issue is he's suspended for, what, six games or is it four games? One of the two. Six uh, games. I think it's six. It's six. six. Yeah. So, I love DeAndre. I wouldn't mind taking DeAndre, but... Um, I don't know. Hollywood's there. Mike Williams is there, who I really like. Amon Roth really came on at the end of last season and that's kind of where I'm leaning but they did draft like Drew said a, a wide receiver in the first um, I think I tend to lean towards Mike Williams in this case just because he's got that high upside uh, for touchdowns and yeah but A-Rob's there too so A-Rob's not there A-Rob's with the Rams buddy you said Mike Williams, didn't you? Yeah, and Mike Williams plays for the Chargers. You want to roll yeah, right, blunt? Yeah, Yeah, I might have rolled a blunt there or something. Jesus Christ. Damn. I, I think I'm going to Oh, yeah, he went to the Rams, not the Chargers, might be. Uh, I'm going Mike Williams, though. Uh... Last year, I mean, he was like end of the draft kind of a guy, and now he's middle of the draft kind of guy, and 
I just think the potential for a nine touch nine ten touchdown season is still there for them. So Yeah, I like the pick. That puts uh, has Miles Sanders going off the board right after that and puts Drew back on the clock. Alright. So he probably would come back to me in the seventh, but I'm gonna take him here. And this guy easily has top 12 potential he could be a wide receiver one he's going to get literally all of the volume for his team and he did it fantastic last year i don't understand why he's going this late he could even fall to the seventh but i'm going to take brandon cooks i love that pick i like him too just because up until the point where he he got injured i think last year really not no he didn't he got banged up i do know that in a couple games i feel like but even with Davis Mills throwing him the ball, he had a ton of utilization. And kind he of, only missed one game last year. And kind of like Mike Williams was, he was kind of like a later round guy. And to get him in the, he's now you know middle of the draft. But I still don't mind that pick because uh, Davis Mills is gonna get better. I I think he should realistically, even as yep. bad as Houston is. And like you said, Brandon Cooks is the only guy there. Brandon Cooks is the definition of boomer bust, I feel. Goes for 31 game, 7 the next. I don't know. So after Drew's pick of Cooks, Marquise Brown and DeAndre Hopkins go off the board that puts Kyle back on the board after his terrible fifth round pick. So terrible. So as bad as the last mock we did where he drafted DJ Chark. Yeah, that was tough. I'm going to draft him right now. Fuck it. Um, uh, what do we got here? Go ahead and scroll, see if you can find DJ Shark anywhere. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> so, it's with the QBs on the board, one will come to me that's later yeah, on, I'm not yeah, too worried can, about you can it. wait at least around and get someone like Dak or Russ, I feel like. Yeah, um, and I just don't have too much faith in Schultz this year, which I probably should just because Target will be there more, but. That's what I'm worried about. Is I started my projections, I haven't finished them. But with Amari gone, I still don't have Dalton Schultz as high as I feel yeah. like I should in projections. But that's just how it played out, I guess. I don't know. And I feel like I could kind of punt on tight end a little bit more, too. So, uh, this is tough. Um, So I had this guy. I had a lot of shares of this guy last year, and I'm probably gonna go with him again this year, just because he's a touchdown monster, and they didn't take anybody else to replace him. I'm not worried about his backup, so I'm gonna go with Deon or blah, blah, Damian Harris. Uh, I'm not. It's not bad. I'm just nervous because he did get banged up last year, and then you did have people like Ramondre Stevenson can come in. You had. Uh, but whenever Stevenson did come in, though, I mean, it wasn't like he took all away his snap share carries or anything. No, I mean, he didn't. and I still like that they loved him in the red zone. He's a touchdown monster, essentially. So, like RB3, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, 15 rushing touchdowns a year ago. Mm-hmm. 14th in PBR, 8th in standard. Uh, last I mean, year. he's going to regress, but if he can hit that double digit mark in touchdowns, I think he's a solid RB3. I, I think he's a great flex. I mean, he's better than Mike Thomas, but... Yes. Uh, A.J. Dillon, Kenneth Walker, Dalton Schultz, and Traylon Burks round out the sixth round. I think we got time for one more round, and then we'll wrap it up on the next episode. Sounds good. So, to start round seven, we'll go with the Kyle's pick. Yeah. Round seven starts... Dak Prescott's off the board. 7-1. That kind of blows. For you, needing a quarterback right now. Yeah, Although but there's, there's still a good There's one right there like. that I like a lot more than him this year. Uh, Thielen's off the board. Yeah. I mean, he gets his touchdowns, but Jefferson's there. So is Cook. Dallas Goddard, you were, probably weren't going tight end. Amon Ross St. Brown's the only one I could see you taking in this round if you weren't going QB. Or yeah, QB, um, so... Put you on the clock now. Yeah. Is this, this somewhere sucks. where we would take, you guys would feel comfortable taking someone like a Garrett Wilson who's 
probably going to get a huge share in New York, even though Elijah Moore's there. I would not be comfortable with it, no. No. If I, if I were to take between him and London, I'd take Drake London, and that's I wouldn't even want to do that right now, honestly. Yeah, but, exactly. Is, um, who, who go ahead. Who's your guys' wide receiver one rookie this year, if that makes it? Like, who's, who's your number one rookie receiver that you feel comfortable taking at any point in this draft? I don't think it's Traylon Burks. I think that's too high for Traylon Burks to go in the sixth. Probably Drake um, London. Yeah, I was going to say London, too. But I, I the think, QB situation scares me. So I think if, yeah. if uh, Jamison Williams was healthy, it's, it's got to be Jamison Williams. Um, I think Chris Olave has potential to be up there as well. But, again, it's his throw on the ball. The only reason Chris Olave isn't higher is because they signed Jarvis Landry. Right, right, so... All right, so I'm going to go with one of Drew's boys here. I'm going to go with uh, Darnell Mooney just because he's going to get peppered with targets. I mean, Grant is from Justin Fields, but I just feel... I I definitely thought that was going to be a quarterback pick because Russ was just sitting there waiting for you, and I thought that was a perfect pick. I don't know. I like Russ a lot, but I don't know. The offensive scheme should be better for him this year because we all know Pete Carroll doesn't like a throw for some freaking reason. But Right after Kyle's pick of Mooney, Kareem Hunt, Devontae Smith go off the board. Does this feel low for Devontae? I mean, I feel like he has much higher upside than round seven, potentially. I would, I would take him, him over A.J. Brown. I would uh, maybe not that high. I would take him over Traylon Burks. I, I would okay, take yeah, him over sure. Michael Thomas. Even Pittman, maybe. I hate the situation I'm in right now because I basically need to have a wide receiver three, and I do not like any of these guys no. as a lock for wide receiver three. You're kind of in a shit situation here. Drew, who's your wide receiver I one? Mean, you got Terrell oh. Patterson potentially, and you're going to get this running back and wide receiver. I can't, I, yeah, but he's also I like do it. I can't. I can't do it. 30, and and my options in my head right now are chancing on the fact that Juju gets the majority of the receptions, which I don't know if he does. We have no clue how that's going to shake out until later in training camp. Or Rashad Bateman, who is clearly going to be the wide receiver one, just not a lot of volume. I just don't know. And you, Where to go with this? We don't know how Bateman plays with Lamar yet, really, because he was hurt. Yeah, um, exactly. And this is this is his what second year, right? Bateman was a rookie last year, so. Yep. Who knows? I hundred percent agree with you. I have thought about Drake London, but I just don't know if he's worth the ADP where he's going right now. I get that he's probably the wide receiver one, but with Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter, that's not saying much. So I think I'm going to have to go with the risk and say that Juju ends up getting a decent amount of targets this year. I don't love it, but that's with what I'm working with. That's what I got to do. That's such a tough spot. I mean, I feel like, though, at the same time, you drafted Juju. Someone, a, a team that maybe drafted a Travis Kelsey would be willing to try to take a trade with you to assure that they're getting those receptions, I feel like. So... There's trade stock there. You could move him, maybe get a, maybe get a Michael Pittman, uh, or you know someone along those lines, just because they feel desperate potentially and they want to have that assurance. So it depends on how you look at it. I mean, glass half, yeah. glass half full. I, I feel like there's potential to be moved at that point. Uh, Drake London off the board at pick seven nine. That puts me up. Um, I'm not this. I, I don't really need a wide receiver. I could use some running back depth. So Cordarrelle's there. Um, I don't know after him much if there's really the depth I'm looking for. A lot of these guys scare me just because I don't know what kind of utilization they're gonna get. Um. I could go tight end and get Dawson Knox. I feel like the smart move is to share up my running back room here. Because if I don't get an RB3, I'm screwed. 
I'm gonna have Derek Singletary, Tony Pollard, Chase Edmonds, etc. being my my RB three. Um, so I think I'm kind of forced in a way to taking Patterson here. I almost feel like that, and I don't really like the players around him. I mean, unless I wait for James Cook and risk that, but if uh, my two cents, if I were in your position with what's left right now. If it were me, I'd probably take Zacherts. I don't know if I like Ertz. I think I like Knox more than Ertz a little bit. Personally. No, I think Zacherts gets more volume. Cause I do too. D-Hop's out for six games. They have Marquise Brown. He's not a reception hog for, by any means. He's a deep threat. Yeah, I agree. I think you should take Ertz over. Well, I could definitely wait at least one round for that. Because I have four picks in between me. Let me pause the draft quick. I got four seconds left. I mean, that's that's true. So I don't need to take Ertz here because he's not going off the board in the next four picks, I don't believe, especially as the other two teams already drafted tight end. Yeah. So that's why I'm, I feel like I don't love Patterson, but I almost feel like I need to take Patterson. Or I have to wait for one of these guys, and I don't really love uh, I don't know. But Tony Pollard. Pollard's all right. Madison, I'm, I'm somewhat interested in just because you know Cook's gonna get hurt at least three or four games a year. Pollard, they've been using out of the slot. I sent you guys earlier, so he's gonna get some use. So I mean, ADP wise, not far off of what. Patterson is. Yeah. I mean, he could get a Singletary too, but that's still a really stretch for him. Honestly, I'm gonna say fuck it. I'm gonna go against the grain and take Cordero Patterson. There you go. Against the grain, but he's gonna be the RB one regardless. He doesn't have to worry about anybody behind him. Doesn't have to worry mm-hmm. about anything else. So, uh, to end the seventh, Garrett Wilson and Tyler Lockett go off the board. I really would have wouldn't mind taking Lockett. If it wasn't Geno Smith or insert name here that we don't know if they're making the ball. Exactly. If they, if they get a Jimmy G, that I think Lockett is potentially a top 15 receiver. He, he was literally wide receiver 10 last year in standard. And no one ever like notices it. I, I love Lockett. It's just the fact that right now Geno Smith or Drew Locker is his quarterback. Exactly. And if, if they go out, they acquire a Jimmy Garoppolo or a Baker Mayfield in either one, I think you see him going maybe around earlier even. So uh, with that, is there any anything in this draft thus far you guys want to discuss before we sign off that stands out to you? Let's start with Drew first. You know, I say I put my little tidbits in there like, David Montgomery, and I guess my big takeaway would be Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks could easily finish top twelve this year, and he's going in the sixth round. If you can get him there, he keep, he could possibly even go a little bit later than that. You need to snag him. It's crazy. Yeah, I feel people tend to be a little sheepish with him just because of who he plays for and he gets thrown on the ball. So, um, I'm gonna go next and let Kyle go last, uh, just because he drafted Michael Thomas. Um, you keep talking. You but wait. I feel like this year, if any, you got to wait on tight end. I mean, just look at our draft. There's this mock, even one, two, eight tight ends in the first seven rounds. If that's what I think that was math. Uh, you don't need to reach for one just because you see others taking one. It's kind of like the quarterback situation we've seen in years past. You don't need to reach for one just because you see a run starting. Because you look at who's left on our board right now, you still have Dawson Knox, you have Zach Ertz, you have Fryer Muth, uh, even someone like Hunter Henry, who was a touchdown machine for a little while there in, in New England a year ago. Don't reach for something just because people are uh, starting a run or reaching themselves. And please understand that you do not need to reach on drafting Josh Allen in the second round because sure that would help you 
But we're in the eighth round, and Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Matthew Stafford are still on the board. Like, you you can wait. It's not that crazy of a difference between the first, like, QB two through nine. Like, you can, you can wait a little bit. Yeah, I personally think anywhere... I mean, I think Drew, even at pick, you know, four or five, Herbert, you could have waited for a quarterback, but the way that this draft is falling, I feel like that made sense. I feel like typically that's where you'd like to see someone like even an Allen go if you're going, you know, who they're projecting to be the quarterback one. But typically, you know, fifth, sixth round, I think's the the place to sit for quarterbacks. Or unless you're going late, you're going to Kirk Cousins, you're going... TB12, Trey Lance, if you believe in Trey Lance, whatever it happens to be. Kyle, your closing thoughts and opinions. So my tidbits here is going to be don't follow the hype for all the rookie picks. Just because a team's got a shiny new toy doesn't mean they're going to be the wide receiver one or running back one of the team. I I mean, yeah, you got Brees Hall, he's getting inflamed a lot, and you got Drake London, but like, look at like what team they have around him. Michael Carter's a baller. We know that. And then Drake London has who? Marcus Mariota and maybe Desmond Ritter halfway through the season thrown to him. Like, just because they're a shiny new toy doesn't mean they're going to be top 12 potential. Like, And it's funny you bring up the Falcons to start that off with because look at who they took last year in Kyle Pitts in the first round. And people were taking him ahead of any other tight end a lot of times. I mean, a lot of times, but a decent amount of times and expecting him to have this insane season and the way they were drafting him they were expecting him to have the best season out of a rookie tight end ever and he let people down because he had what two touchdowns and that was in London or yeah. one touchdown that was in London so yeah I, I just think it's funny that's who you brought up too because that's a perfect example of him a year ago or and that was like I was seeing last year too in a couple of leagues that People were drafting like Trevor Lawrence over Justin Herbert in a couple of leagues. Like that was absolutely stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So <clears throat> that'll do it for but, this week's show. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll catch you next week with the uh, remainder of our mock draft. Is what one, two, three, eight rounds left, if that's math, give or take. I went to public school, so don't crucify me. Um, but yeah, we'll catch you next week with the remainder of our drafts and, uh, peace. Later.